Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. You're listening to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Rabbi Abby Sussland. Today we're learning Shabbat Daf Yud Zion. Shabbat, page 17. The Gemara continues to list the 18 different decrees, the Shmona Asar Davar or the Shmona Asar Zerot, which were made on that day back in Hananya ben Chizkiah ben Garon's attic in his Aliyah, as we read on 13b. On that day, the students of Shammai outnumbered the students of Hillel, and they were able to push through 18 different enactments. How they did it exactly remains suspicious. The Talmud Yerushalmi describes that moment as a moment of aggression, imagining the students of Shammai standing on the steps to the attic or to the upper chamber, holding up the students of Hillel at knife point <laughs> so that they could remain the majority in the Beit Midrash and push through these different zero, these different decrees. On our daf today, we see one of these examples and we see exactly the way Shammai works, or at least the way the Talmud wants us to see the way he works. The issue at hand is the liquid that is expelled when one is harvesting grapes. It's not yet juice or wine, but there is a liquid that is expelled naturally when one tries to harvest grapes into a wine press. For Shammai, this liquid counts as something real. If one were to actually make wine, that wine would automatically be susceptible to tum'ah, to impurity. And so Shammai says, so too is the liquid that comes off the grapes when you're trying to harvest. So he says the following, Habotzer lagat, Shammai omer, huchshar. When one is harvesting grapes into a wine press, that liquid is susceptible to tum'ah. Hillel, of course, disagrees. And he says, lo huchshar. It is not susceptible to Tuma. And then Hillel asks what seems on the surface to be a pretty intelligent question. He says, why is it, Shammai, that you're making the liquid that comes off of grapes susceptible to Tuma, but the liquid that comes off of olives, when you harvest olives, is not susceptible to Tuma? This is a good question, Hillel's asking. Because olives also turn into a liquid that is highly usable and highly important. Olive oil is one of the seven species of Israel, and it's also one of our seven key liquids that can become susceptible to Tumah. Like wine, olive oil is a very precious liquid. But unlike grapes, olives, when they are harvested, do not produce a liquid that can be used at all. And so Shammai had not 
set that same rule with olives? And Hillel asks why. Why is it different? Why is it different to have liquid that comes from grapes be susceptible to tumah, whereas the liquid that comes from harvesting olives is not susceptible to tumah until it becomes fully olive oil? This seems like a good question, and in fact, the Gemara lower down on our daf will address this question, and it will explain why is it that grapes produce a liquid that is more susceptible to tumah than olives do. But Shammai doesn't even address the question. Instead, he gets personal, and he takes offense. He says the following, Im takniteni. Gozreini tuma af al hamisika. If you annoy me, I will make the liquid that comes from olives also susceptible to tuma. If you push me, I will become even more stringent, Shammai is saying. Now, in general, we know that Shammai is known for being more stringent than Hillel. He is a man of truth, and his students also take on this notion of the letter of the law, whereas Hillel is known for being a man of compromises. He's known for that famous line from Pirkei Avod, Hevekitalmidav, shall Aharon HaKohan be like the students of Aharon HaKohan, who loves peace and is willing to chase peace so that he can bring people closer to Torah. So Hillel is a man of compromises, and what we see here is that Shammai says basically, look, I'm not even going to dignify your intelligent question with an answer. I'm just going to tell you, if you continue to push me, I'm going to get even more stringent. And then what happens is a sword is placed into the Beit Midrash. There's this aggressive moment where Shammai says, okay, no one may leave, and the vote will happen. And so this story, combined with the story that we know of from the Talmud Yerushalmi, presents a picture of an incredibly aggressive man and an aggressive school. We are meant to understand that the way to be is to be like Hillel, and the way not to be is to be like Shammai. We see this again and again throughout the Talmud, that Beit Hillel always wins. And the reason their halacha is almost always accepted is given to us in a ravine where we're told they were more humble. They were kinder. They would teach Beit Shammai's teachings first, and then they would explain their own. And what we see here is yet another example of Shammai coming out quite aggressive and saying, look, I'm not even interested in the discussion. But don't push me, because I can become even more stringent. It's not a beautiful moment of his, but it is an interesting moment, because we see how the Talmud wants us to understand character development, and how the Talmud wants us to understand the personalities of our masters, the personalities of the great rabbis, and how they might have affected their rulings. What we'll see at the bottom of this stuff is a Mishnah where Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel disagree about aspects of Shabbat 
And we'll study that tomorrow because it continues on to the next staff. And we'll see once again how Shammai remains stricter of the two. Thanks for listening. Look forward to studying that Mishnah with you tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.